from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies, like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is Pro Football Blitz with former Super Contest winners Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the sports betting network. Welcome in. It is the Pro Football Blitz right here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. I am Brady Cannon live in Weehawken, New Jersey at the DraftKings Sports Betting National Championship. My partner James Salinas is along via Denver, Colorado as we get ready to scour the Week 9 card in the NFL for the next three hours. James, good day to you, my friend. And before we dive into these previews for the Sunday and Monday portion of Week 9 in the NFL, I want to look back to Thursday night. The uh, Indianapolis Colts came in off of a loss in overtime to the Tennessee Titans. The New York Jets came in off of that big win as an upset or as an underdog upsetting the Cincinnati Bengals as 11 and half-point underdogs. In the end, the uh, Mike White phenomenon came to an end, and unfortunately, he had to leave the game with injury. Hopefully, he is okay. Injured that forearm, could not really grip the football. 45-30, to 30, the final in favor of the Indianapolis Colts. They now trail the Titans by two and a half games in the division. And again, before we dive into the previews for the rest of this card for Week 9, James, was there anything you took away from Thursday, either for the Jets or the Colts' side? Uh, well, I think for the Jets, look at their offensive system. Mike LaFleur, it's just plug and play. Mike White, we don't know who he is. Lights up the Cincinnati Bengals the week prior. And then Josh Johnson has to come in because of the injury to Mike White. And he throws for over 300. So what's the issue with, with Zach Wilson? Why can't he jump in and plug and play and make big plays like the Jets are playing? And I know it was garbage time. And, man, they just it fell behind so quickly. And just the running game for the, the Indianapolis Colts. I think we're starting to see for the Colts, the offensive line getting back to, to form. getting They were banged up coming into the season. That's the strength of that offensive unit. It's really the strength of that team, in my mind, was that offensive offensive line. And they're starting to get back healthy again, and we really saw the the execution of that run game to, for, in, in, well, at least in the first half to perfection of how strong they were running. Jonathan Taylor, just massive gaps to run behind. Hines had a big game rushing the ball, too. And then I think that just opens up the play-action pass for Carson Wentz. But we got to temper our expectations here. I think the Jets, if anything to take away, the Jets actually reverted back to the New York Jets that we all expected to see outside of that big upset win over Cincinnati last Sunday. 
James, you and I have discussed this topic for a few weeks in a row now, and that is the thought of betting the Indianapolis Colts to win the AFC South division. Uh, they, again, trail the Tennessee Titans by two and a half games. They're at a disadvantage with the tiebreaker, uh, tiebreaker there because they've lost to the Titans twice. With Derrick Henry now on the shelf, it, and the Colts seem to be improving week in and week out, is it now worth a shot at good plus money on Indianapolis to win that division? Might be. I guess that's what we need to what – what are we going to see out of Tennessee? What is Tennessee's identity going forward now that Derrick Henry is gone for the season? How much did Tannehill really benefit of having Derrick Henry back there, pounding the football the way he does, but really being able to open up the play-action pass game that has allowed Tannehill to really flourish since he left Miami and coming over to Tennessee and complete makeover of a quarterback situation. But a lot of times it fits into the system, and then you got a running back like Derrick Henry. Yeah, it, not only from the offensive standpoint for the Tennessee Titans, but what does that do to the psyche of the Tennessee Titans, knowing that we talk about MVP a lot and who should be doing Deserving. A lot of times it goes to the quarterback, but forget about numbers and and numbers aside. If you think about who's most valuable to their particular team, offense or defensively, yeah, I mean Derrick Henry's got to be at the top of the list. And I know he puts up great numbers, so statistically too, you can make that argument. But I think as far as the importance that Derrick Henry brings to that Tennessee Titans offense as a whole, the way that the the threat of the run, the great running style that he has, downhill runner, very physical, wearing down their opponents, and then opening up the play action pass game for. Or Tannehill, to me, I mean, you've got to consider Derrick Henry as the most valuable player on any offense in the NFL. So I think it's if you're going to do it, you might want to do it now because there's a big game on deck for Tennessee on Sunday night playing the Rams and the Tennessee Titans. Not only are shorthanded without Derrick Henry, they're shorthanded in a number of other areas as well. All right, my friend, the first game on the Nevada rotation, you and I tabbed this must-see TV in our Pro Football Blitz programs last weekend, and that, of course, is the Houston Texans visiting the Miami Dolphins. I made this line expecting that Terod Taylor would start at quarterback for Houston, and my number was two in favor of the Miami Dolphins. It opened up at six and a half or as high as seven. Now, it did come down later in the week when it was announced that Taylor would be at quarterback for the Texans, but it feels like to me it's really difficult. You know, you've got Miami now at about a five and a half point favorite. It feels to me like it's really difficult to make either team a good size favorite in this game. And currently the consensus number is five and a half in favor of the Dolphins with a total of 46 and a half, James. Tyrod Taylor coming back to the offense now. He hasn't played since that got hurt basically right before the half in that game week two at Cleveland. Hasn't played then. So how rusty is he going to be playing, coming back and playing the playing this game on the road? Probably, potentially so. There are going to be some rust. They're a veteran quarterback and understands what his role is. But I think the, the worst off is really the fact that, yeah, Davis Mills really struggles as a rookie quarterback thrown into the situation, wasn't prepared to be coming into the season midway, you know, midway through week two to take over the reins of the offense. But yeah, what is there to work with in, in Houston? I mean, they've, it's been a sell-off. They've been trading players on either side of the football, left and right. Mark Ingram's not there anymore to run the football. And aside from Brandon Cooks, who else is on that offense that scares you and says, this is a team that we've got to, this is a player we've got to take away. And also consider the fact that they're probably their best lineman left tackle. Laramie Tunsil will not be in this game either. And then you look at the other side with the Miami Dolphins. Brady, is there a team? Maybe we could argue about the Washington football team. We're talking about preseason expectations that kind of the carryover from last year, how these teams finished to where they were expected to compete this year in 2021. Is there a more disappointing team right now than the Miami Dolphins where they sit? And, and they sit in basically the worst category on both sides of the football. They rank 30th in yards per game on offense and defense they rank last in yards allowed and I think Texans are right there too they're 31st in offense and 30th in defense so these are the two the statistically speaking roster wise speaking these are the two worst two of the worst teams in the NFL we know that must see TV I guess that would be uh, if we had those old black and whites that might be the only thing that I could stomach to have to watch this because I don't think there's going to be much to see out there Maybe if you could look at the under sitting here at 46 and a half. I know both defenses are really inept, but where is the playmaking going to come from? Where, especially on the Houston Texans side, they're struggling to score points. Tyrod Taylor, that will give them a bit of a lift, at least to be able to maybe potentially move the sticks. 
but there's no playmakers out there again besides Brandon Cooks. This is probably, uh, I think, if anything, that might be a play I'd consider would be playing the under at 46 and a half. But really, more so, I'll just be looking at this. You're talking must see TV. I'll I'll must see <laughs> I'll must see down the betting board. And now I think I'll just completely pass on this game. Yeah, Devontae Parker out at wide receiver for the Miami Dolphins as well. You talk about uh, the inefficiency for both of these teams. Uh, The Texans, 29th in yards per play on offense at just 4.9 yards per play, 30th in yards per play allowed on defense at 6.3 yards per play. The Dolphins, 30th in yards per play offense at 4.8 yards and 26th on defense. I I mean, almost mirror images of one another, what they're doing both offensively and defensively. These are certainly a couple of the worst teams in the league. One of my sets of numbers when I did a deeper dive later in the week actually came out with the Houston Texans as a one-point favorite in this game. And here's something that's interesting. How much does Tyrod Taylor mean to Houston's success? In his two starts this season, the Texans converted on third down, James, 55% of the time, and he was only sacked once in two games. With Davis Mills at quarterback, Houston has converted on third down 31% of the time, and he's been sacked 19 times in six games. Also note, the last 17 times that Miami has been a home favorite of more than five points, they're 3-14 and 14 against the number. Well, and that, and so I think just, we just fire on the Texans at this point. I mean, there's nothing pointing. There's nothing about the Miami Dolphins I, that I can say I can make a case for, especially being a favorite here. And you mentioned we we talking about both sides. And, yeah, they're kind of mirror images as far as statistically speaking on both the offense and the defensive side. But we expected this out of the Texans. We didn't expect this to be a good football team. We know it was going to be one of the worst teams in the league. Complete rebuild there. All the stuff going on off the field with Deshaun Watson swirling around and what was going to happen there. Were they going to be able to trade him? More distractions. But there was no expectations for the Texans. We expected them to be and play as bad as they have this season. Completely the opposite. Not that we expected the Dolphins to be a contender in the AFC, but at least contending for one of those playoff spots within the AFC. So I guess thinking about the psyche, I mean, I know David Culley got really excited about the comeback against the Rams in the fourth quarter. And got to remember, you've got to play 60 minutes, coach, not 15 minutes. And the other team was really just dialing things back. But I mean, you could probably talk me into a Texan side here plus that number, but you can. there's no way I'm going to be laying anything with the Dolphins at this point. Yeah, and that goes to my point. I have a real difficult time making either team here a good size favorite, which Miami currently is. I mean, opened up six or seven and now down to five and a half. I, I'm a little bit surprised, and maybe James – you know, we can anticipate here. And that's one of the real tough skills as a handicapper is to try and anticipate where a line is going to move. And of course, if you can do that successfully, that gives you a huge advantage on getting closing line value, jumping on something before it moves one way or another. Do you think prior to kickoff, we might see this number come down further in favor of the Texans because Tyrod Taylor is there? And again, it just seems like a high number for either of these teams to be laying. Yeah, I agree, and I think if you want to take the Texans, do it now because what is it that's going to compel you when you look at these numbers and you wake up in the morning and folks are done betting college football on a Saturday and they get ready for NFL on Sunday and start looking at those numbers and you know that Tyrod Taylor now is actually going to play in this game and thinking about the way that the Dolphins have competed all season long and the expectations that were there for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, such a fade right now. I think so. If you're looking, I see some five and a halves currently right now as I look at it, that'd be the number to grab because I don't think it's going to go up any further. All right, when we come back, a big one in Big D, the Dallas Cowboys hosting the Denver Broncos, both teams off of a win as we continue here. Just getting started on the Pro Football Blitz from the OnView Hotel in Weehawken, New Jersey. We'll be right back on vSent, the sports betting network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the sports betting network. Shoot for victory. Stream live TV, play for free this hoop season with the Hulu Plus Live TV Prediction Series. Join four free-to-play prediction pools for your shot at $20,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com Hulu now to get in on the action. This hoop season, it's time to have the Hulu Plus Live TV. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Welcome back into the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you covering week nine in the NFL and game two on the Nevada rotation. Mr. Salinas, your Denver Broncos. Of course, James coming to us via Denver, Colorado today. They snapped a four-game losing streak with a win over Washington. They will be in Dallas to visit the Dallas Cowboys who come off of a Cooper Rush-led outright victory over the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday night football. I made this number six and a half in favor of the Dallas Cowboys, and it opened up at 9.5 or 10 with a total of 49. I don't think the Broncos were incredibly impressive in that win over Washington. Certainly they had their fair share of mistakes, James, but I thought they looked better. I thought uh, Jerry Judy returning to the lineup off of injury certainly provided some spark for that offense. But overall, I just think 9 or 10 points feels like too many here for the Dallas Cowboys to be laying, even against a team like the Dallas Cowboys, who is absolutely a Super Bowl contender. Now the Cowboys are 6-1 and one ever since losing that season an opener to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're also 7-0 and on the season against the spread. A perfect clean slate against the number. And maybe, James, do you think maybe this number is a little bit cooked because betters have been making a lot of money off these Dallas Cowboys? Absolutely. They've been pa- well, it doesn't matter at this point who's stepping in this offense right now, whether it's it's Cooper Rush, it's Dak Prescott. And I know Cooper Rush is not going to put the same pressure on a defense that a Dak Prescott does. But I think it's the running game. It's the commitment that we've seen since that week one game in Tampa. That season opener on that Thursday night was really a, a, an aerial shootout between Prescott and Brady on the other side. Dallas has been very efficient and very effective and very consistent about running the football. And and that's what we're going to see. I suspect that's what we're going to see here. As far as that number is concerned, sitting here at 10, that's a big number. I'm not going to get involved on either side with that. You mentioned the Denver Broncos and looking somewhat better playing the Washington football team. 
I think the Washington football team tends to make most every team that they play better. We talked about Miami in the last segment as far as teams that were some high expectations coming out and not living up to anywhere close to expectations. I think right there, whether it's 1A, 1B, uh, the Washington football team is another one of those teams that has, especially the defensive side, fallen fallen well below expectations and uh, just a bad football team all the way around. And I think the Denver Broncos were able to take advantage of that. Now almost finding a way to give that game back and give that game away late. Mr. Uh, Melvin Gordon putting the ball on the grass late in that game with the fumble, but Washington and their ineptitude offensively couldn't do anything with it. I just think here, you know, thinking about where the Broncos stand, the trade of Von Miller, I know some thinking, well, their, their narrative is that it's, it's, well, Denver's throwing in the towel on the season. I don't think they ever had any intent, unless they were sitting and maybe contending for the division crown right now where they stand through eight games. That really, Von Miller was not coming back to this roster in Denver in 2022. So they were able to go and they paid a majority of his contract and really bought themselves a second and third round draft pick. But that's where they were going forward. And kind of Von Miller never really fit into the system with Vic Fangio. A lot of times in that 3-4, he's jumping out wide and having to be in coverage. And that's just not Von Miller. Von Miller is put, you know, he's put your head down, put your hand in the dirt and get after the quarterback. That's what he's a pass rusher, true at heart. Uh, but also... He's gone from that linebacker core. So are six others on that linebacker core. They've got six linebackers on injury reserve. Malik Reed did not practice on Friday. He's one of the, the few remaining linebackers. He might not play in this game. So with that said, you may have eight linebackers out or gone from this team matching up against a Dallas Cowboys offense that is going to be balanced and is going to run the football at you and we saw that a couple of weeks ago on that Thursday night game in Cleveland Brady with the, the lack of uh, the lack of continuity on the backside there with the linebacker core not being able to contain gap discipline and really got run over by the Cleveland Browns in that matchup. We may see the same thing here with the Cowboys, but what does that do? It kind of ticks the clock and it comes to a shorter game, and that's where I'm going here. The only play that I've made here, a couple edges that I was looking for, was Teddy Bridgewater. I do like his passing yards to go under 261.5. Think about where this offensive line is. It's not a very good offensive line for the Denver Broncos. Left tackle Garrett Bowles will not be playing in this game on Sunday. Calvin Anderson, he's going to move over to left tackle. He's going to make his second career start on the line at left tackle for the Denver Broncos, so some some youth movement there up front for the absence of Garrett Bowles. I think we're going to have to see a more concerned conservative approach offensively from the Denver Broncos because of that situation. Some more chips, some more doubles on that side against Randy Gregory. So I don't think we're going to see a lot of time in the pocket for Bridgewater to go over the top. I think it's going to be more short passing and maybe run the football a little bit. Get Javante Williams involved. The kid's kid's got heart. He's got great effort. He's got young rookie legs. Get him out there because maybe Melvin Gordon put himself back into the doghouse. Brady fumbling the way he did late in that fourth quarter. He did that a couple times last year too. I don't know how much confidence that offense that that offensive coordinator with Shermer has in Gordon at this point so I think it'll be more conservative game plan for Denver keep the sticks moving run the football here Teddy Bridgewater for me under 261 passing yards that's my play very interesting and I thought you were going to go under the total for the game and that would be to my liking because I think Denver can keep this game closer than currently where the spread is at 10 points and and you talk about Von Miller leaving the team I, I wonder if that has the general betting public wanting to fade the Denver Broncos thinking like you said that they're throwing in the towel and, and maybe that's giving us a little bit of line value here on the Denver Broncos like I said when I introduced this game I just think it's a lot of points for any team to lay in the NFL, as you know. And if you look at Teddy Bridgewater's success, boy, first of all, Denver 5-0 and against the spread as a non-division road underdog. Teddy Bridgewater, an amazing record against the number. Teddy Covers, we like to call him. 23-5 and against the spread in road games, including 10-0 and against the number against winning teams in that situation. Also, his quarterback coach gets in on the fun here. Mike Shula, 37-18-1 as a Roan underdog against the spread. So I like the situation for Denver. I don't think they're getting enough credit here being a 10-point underdog. I think Dallas maybe slips up for the first time all season and finally does not cover a number. Uh, let's move on to the next game here, and this again on the early portion of the Sunday card. And this is a tough one for me, James. The Minnesota Vikings in Baltimore to face the Ravens. Baltimore is really off of a beatdown of a loss to the Cincinnati Bengals. That was followed by their bye week. 
week. Now the Vikings come off of that game with the Dallas Cowboys losing to Cooper Rush that we talked about on Sunday night football. I originally made this line seven in favor of the Baltimore Ravens. And when I dive into the stats deeper, it really comes out pretty heavily that Minnesota would be the side to look to here. But I feel that the situation benefits the Ravens coming off of that loss. That was a brutal loss for John Harbaugh. And you, you've talked about it a number of times, that brutal schedule that they really went through during the first part of the year. So a bye was probably the best thing that could have possibly happened to the Baltimore Ravens when it did. They get to reset, recharge the batteries, and they come out firing here. Uh, that would be the plan of attack that you might think come, uh, would come out of the Baltimore Ravens side. And then conversely, the Minnesota Vikings, a brutal loss with Dak Prescott out of the lineup, and they can't take advantage of that with the Dallas Cowboys. But again, the numbers point me towards the Vikings. The situation, I think, says Ravens. I do too, and I can't make a case for me. I don't want to get involved with the Vikings after what we've seen, not only from last week, but this is a team now you, you, with, you've got, you look at them on paper and you look at their offense, and I don't love the offensive line, but you look at their skill positions, you know that Kirk Cousins at least can throw the football as long as he's not playing in prime time. There's potential for him to be able to put up big numbers, especially at the receiving core that they have. Dalvin Cook running the football, but now this is first year offensive coordinator Clint Kubiak taking over the reins, and we're not seeing the same offense from Minnesota not seeing that same balance when I talk about balance not so much that they got to continue to pound and pound and pound with Dalvin Cook but so much of that offense is predicated off the running game really the play action pass and that's what's not happening so far this year this is his first year for Kubiak running this offense and they've gone from last year eighth in the league when it came to play action pass attempts to 29th in the league this year, they have completely changed their identity when it comes to the play action pass. Still getting under center a lot, but not faking that handoff and not rolling out and getting out of that pocket as much, nearly as much as what they did in the past. Think about last week. There was this consecutive series. I think there's three straight series that they went through the football nine straight times three consecutive three and outs in that second half for the Minnesota Vikings on that Sunday night loss to Dallas. So right now, I just don't know who Minnesota is or who they're trying to be, not utilizing the things that they've done so much in the past. And you've got a new offensive coordinator there. And yeah, I know it runs in the blood for the Kubiak family, but yeah, maybe some pressure to try to figure out these what to do with this team. And on the other side, the Ravens, I think they're going to come out very, obviously very rested from that bye and very hungry. They go into the bye, Brady, in second place in the AFC North. They come out of the bye ready to get after it in first place in the AFC North. If I'm going to play it, I'd probably put in a teaser leg, but I like the Ravens' side. I don't know if I'll lay the points, but I definitely like the Ravens to win this game. The Minnesota Vikings are the best team in the league in sacking the quarterback. The Ravens are one of the worst teams in the league in protecting the quarterback, but they're one of the best teams in the NFL at rushing the football. The Vikings rank 27th on defense in defending the run. A lot of conflicting angles in this football game. A tough one to call. I'm leaning with Baltimore with you, James. When we come back, time to play Consider It, Book It, or Drop It right here on the Pro Football Blitz. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. James is in colorful Colorado, and I am out on the East Coast at the Onview Hotel in Weehawken, New Jersey, the site of the DraftKings Sports Betting National Championship, and we are focusing on Week 9 in the NFL. We need to take a break for America's favorite game show. Consider it, book it, or drop it. Okay, folks, we are halfway through the NFL season, believe it or not, so you know how this game works. I'm going to read a player's stat sheet. James is going to guess who the mystery player is. I will then reveal who the mystery player is, and then we will discuss his odds to win a particular award, and if we want to consider betting it, going ahead and booking a bet on it, or completely dropping a bet on it. And I will start with player number one here, Mr. Salinas. This player has thrown for nearly 2,300 yards. 
He ranks fourth in the NFL in that category. He's also thrown for 17 touchdowns, and that is a top five statistic for him. He is also tied for the fifth spot in QBR of 63 in the NFL amongst all quarterbacks. He's got a tough divisional game coming up on the road, and he is questionable to even start in this game. On September 27th, this player's odds were plus 750 to win the MVP. It has now been bet down to 6-1. to one. We've even seen him lower than that. Looks like it's been on the drift back up a little bit, but right now, this player currently at 6-1 to one to win MVP of the NFL. Brady, you said it, this player questionable to play in a big division game on Sunday, and I think that would be Mr. Kyler Murray for the Arizona Cardinals playing at San Francisco in that big divisional game. Mr. Kyler Murray, indeed. And James, you know, I kind of get the feeling that he might not play in this game. That would probably hurt his MVP odds or chances, I should say. But then again, if he's really hampered and he throws out a clunker of a performance, that might be even worse. Um, the way this guy is and the way this team has been playing so far, obviously just had their undefeated campaign snapped in week eight. Um, I, I think you have to consider it still with Kyler Murray, even though the number's pretty short. It is pretty short, and I would consider it. I definitely wouldn't book it. Just thinking not thinking about the conference that they're in, thinking about the division that they're in and how competitive that division is, and Russell Wilson will probably be back in a Seahawks uniform here pretty soon. And uh, I, I, Thinking about how you're going to have to go on the road, and he struggled the last time in that game earlier in, against San Francisco in Arizona, now going on the road, and I know that, that San Francisco team is really beat up again. Not quite as bad as last year, but there's a, it's, a, it's a long list of guys that are on injury reserve or not going to be able to play play in this contest. But yeah, thinking about at least, I know a lot of times it becomes it comes down to numbers and we think about numbers and, and the big splash plays. Well, he may not be putting up the most numbers, but he definitely puts up some of the big splash plays. I mean, is there anybody in the league right now that can just ad-lib and extend plays and make spectacular plays out of nothing when nothing's there just with his feet and being able to move around the pocket? Not for running down the field and making big plays running with the football. He can do that too. But just being as elusive as he is and just extending those plays and making big plays down the field I think from that standpoint there are big splash plays but I think at least you're going to have to win that division and right now to me the Rams are the best team in the NFC West yeah, and they just, of course, improved their defense with the addition of Von Miller. You talk about the injuries for San Francisco, a lot of injuries in that game on both sides of the ball that will go down at Levi Stadium between the Cardinals and the Niners. And, of course, we'll get to that preview a little later in the program. So I think we're both going to consider that, not going to book it just yet. Here's player number two for you, James. This gentleman has thrown for over 2,600 yards. That is first in the NFL. He has 25 touchdown passes. That is also first in the league. Five total interceptions with a QBR of just over 69. That is second in the NFL. This guy just can't slow down. Even at his age, he is on pace to lead the NFL in passing yards for the fourth time in his career. His team also on top in the division in the NFC South. On September 27th, his odds were 10 to 1 to win the MVP. It's now been bet down to 6 to 1. Who is this gentleman? I mean, the ageless wonder, Tom Brady. Tom Brady, have we, Brady, have we seen anything? I don't think we've seen anything like this in any sport. Just the, I mean, you talked about how, how the ageless wonder and, and he continues to do what he does. And especially now being in that Tampa Bay offense for the second year in a full off season. And we're seeing him flourish, although kind of struggled when it came down to making some big plays last week in that divisional, big divisional showdown in New Orleans on the road, losing that football game and some key, really a key turnover in that game kind of really squashed their chances to get back and, and win potentially win that football game. But it's Tom Brady. And not only is he putting up the numbers, the, the energy, the spirit that he brings, the confidence level that he brings to that team. And then maybe there's some, I don't know. We know it's subjective when it comes to these votes, some, Thinking about maybe, yeah, you know, he's for the voters to want to be a little uh, uh, sentimental. And he's got the numbers for it, for sure. So I don't even know if that even has to factor into the equation right now. He's putting up the numbers to do that. They I think they're when I think when it's all said and done, Brady, at the end of the season, 
the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be the top seed in the NFC, and it will be because of the Tom Brady expressed that he is as the young guy that he still puts out there, and he still looks like he looks better than he ever has right now. And what? Who's to say no? I'm not going to book it. We've missed the best number. I think you said it was ten to one, and now it's roughly down, it's down to six to one. Definitely would consider it, but hate missing those numbers when we're talking about ten to one down to six. Absolutely. Kind of reminds me of Jack Nicklaus winning his 18th major championship at 46 years old. Uh, He finally called it quits after that, but uh, Tom Brady just keeps getting it done. All right, player number three here. Another quarterback. He's thrown for just under 2,500 yards. That is second in the NFL. Also thrown for 22 touchdowns, second place in that category. Four interceptions and a QBR of over 77. That is first in the league. Pivotal game this week week the team can regain first place in their division with a win as of uh, September 27th this player was eight to one to win MVP he is also now currently down to six to one thinking about Matthew Stafford and what he's been able to come you to got do to the Los Angeles three Rams three so far. And opening up that playbook for Sean McVay. We're seeing it now. We, we talked about that prior to the season coming in. How much did he have to really t- how many pages did Sean McVay have to take out of his playbook to really have to put the game plan together and really hold hands for Jared Goff to be able to be successful for that Los Angeles Rams offense. Well, the gloves are off here. All the pages are back in that playbook. I mean, and they continue to get better and better and more creative each and every week do the Rams, but they're so loaded with start thinking about now you got Von Miller and I know he's at the towards the tail end of his career, but you've got a lot of star power on that team. Is that something that maybe might hurt the case for Matthew Stafford? Because it's Super Bowl or bust for this Rams team and anything less than that is going to go. You're going to fall short of expectations. So unless that happens, I know it's a regular season award. And I think in the NFC West, at least to that standpoint, they will win the NFC. West and so they'll at least check that box when it comes to you want to be the MPP you got to at least win your division so I think they'll be able to get that done for the Los Angeles Rams and Matthew Stafford but ultimately does the star power on that team hurt his chances to be able to do this or right now with the way he's rolling in the QBR and only four interceptions being very decisive making good decisions with the football definitely got to consider it but I don't want to book it right now. Yeah, I think we can consider all three of these guys that we've played uh, so far on the show, but maybe Matthew Stafford is the leader in the clubhouse for me. You know, with with the offseason trade and everything, and then him coming to lead the Rams to the promised land, you know, that could go a long way uh, with the voters as well. So maybe he's the leader of the three that we're considering here. All right, the final player, James. This player has thrown for just under 2,000 yards. That ranks 12th in the league. 17 total touchdowns, which is fifth in the NFL only thrown three interceptions that's top five in the league he also sits fourth uh, with a QBR rating of 62 and sitting atop their division this team has a game this week with the highest spread on the board they are on the road against one of the worst teams in the league they also have the hottest offense in the NFL scoring over 32 points per game as of October 25th this player's odds to win MVP were four to one he has now been bet down to plus 250 he's the favorite josh allen the favorite wow yes that's sir who we're talking about right just uh, yeah i mean they're the highest scoring team in the league and that's the buffalo bills although we haven't really seen that we didn't see that last week i know they got a kind of a cosmetic touchdown late in that game with the uh, game with the dolphins but i think teams are starting to play a lot more zone a lot more two safety highs to keep everything in front of them not as many big plays coming out of this buffalo bills offense uh, i think they're going to be the front runner to be the number one city in the a in the afc so i think that helps his cause but he can consider it but i, I Actually, I'll drop it. That that number's too low for me. It's no, there's no value there sitting at plus two fifty. I'll drop it. Thought we were going to get a considerate sweep. <laughs> the Veasan midseason football specials here for only ninety nine dollars. You get everything Veasan has to offer from now till the end of the NFL playoffs. Daily best bet emails, twenty four seven video streaming, betting splits for every sport. Point spread weekly, plus in-depth data and analysis at vcin.com. And the upcoming College Hoops betting guide. It's a great deal, only $99 for the rest of the football season. Sign up now at vcin.com slash subscribe. We'll be right back in a moment with more of the Pro Football Blitz.
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We have a new prop tracker now available at vsin.com for you to keep up with the key NFL props. Head to vsin.com to get the current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the best value. Track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and more. Check out the prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game, all available now at vsin.com slash NFL. This is the Pro Football Blitz, where all we do is dive into the NFL. That's what uh, Mr. Salinas and I like uh, very much about this program. Hopefully you are enjoying, too. And it's time to get back to the rotation. And we will pick up here in Carolina, where the Denver Broncos, like the Carolina Panthers, also snapped a four-game losing streak and got back to 500 on the season with a win outright as an underdog last week in Atlanta, James, uh, the New England Patriots, they continued their dominance over the Chargers. They won on the road as an underdog as well in Los Angeles. They will meet up on Sunday in Charlotte, and the Patriots are a road favorite. I made this line two in favor of New England, and it opened up at two and a half. It moved very quickly in favor of the Patriots to three, three and a half, and all the way to four. Now, currently the Patriots at four and four on the year on the road, laying three and a half at Carolina with a total of 41. Carolina quarterback situation, Sam Darnold, did pass concussion protocol took a wicked shot amazing sometimes these guys can bounce back the way that they do but with that shot he also has an issue with his shoulder so he may be out because of his shoulder injury still iffy at this point so is Christian McCaffrey he has been activated but to what extent is he going to be able to play he hasn't played for oh he what I think it was week three when he went down in that Houston Texans game so yeah I think for the Panthers does it really matter who's at the quarterback position it's not like Sam Darnold uh, he seemed to be doing better job with his feet than he did with throwing the football and now you're going to go if it's Sam Darnold or PJ Walker going against this New England Patriots team that 
Bill Belichick, he did it again last week. He did it again last week. Really confused the, and I know he's not a rookie there, Justin Herbert, but two game, two seasons in a row, really getting after Herbert, getting him up his spot, making him to have to make decisions faster and quicker than what he would like to, and some ill-advised throws and some bad plays out of Justin Herbert and that offense. Well, if we're going to see that with the Patriots going on the road to the Chargers. Yeah, what chances Sam Darnold, P.J. Walker? I'd, I'd put Christian McCaffrey back there. Let him run Wildcat all day. I don't think it really <laughs> matters who the quarterback position is. This is the, this Panthers team is, yeah, I know they got to beat up on the Falcons, and they also got to beat up on the Texans earlier this year for one of their wins. The big win was the win against the Saints in Week 2, but really catching the Saints on a very favorable, or at least for their standpoint, for the Carolina Panthers, favorable scheduling situation. Disadvantage, definitely a disadvantage for New Orleans of how the, the travel was working and everything that was going on for the hurricane there for that team living in Texas. So, yeah, this is not a team that I want to back. I don't. I, I can only lean towards the Patriots here. I just can't make a side or a case for the Panthers, and I really don't care who's at the quarterback position for the Carolina Panthers at this point. It's just a rough offense for the last, really, the last six games. Think about this one, James. Mac Jones and Sam Darnold, not a whole lot different in the numbers. Jones has nine touchdown passes and seven interceptions. Darnold has 12 TD passes and 10 turnovers. The Both of the teams are at four and four on the season. Now, New England is a three and a half point favorite, and I give Carolina one and a half points for home field advantage. So that would mean New England is a five point favorite on a neutral. Now, if this game was in Foxborough, uh, where I give New England two points for home field advantage that would mean the Patriots would be a seven point favorite over Carolina if they were playing at home now it was just a couple weeks ago that New England was a seven point favorite over the Jets do you rate Carolina and the Jets on a on an equal playing field James uh, maybe not so much on the defensive side I think I'll definitely give the edge to the Panthers defensively but right now offensively uh no, I, I I think I'd probably lean more towards the Jets right now, the way that they've been moving the football the last couple of weeks. And it doesn't matter who the quarterback is for the New York Jets offensively, but for the Panthers, it's just been a struggle. And I think for Sam Darnold, it's just the confidence level. He just doesn't, he's not playing with any confidence. We saw that a couple of weeks back when he returned back to MetLife Stadium playing the Giants and really the house of horrors that it was for him as a New York Jet. And I think the, the lack of confidence not only shows up in the playmaking, but this is the leader of your team. You need your quarterback to be and exude that confidence you've got to teammates have to feed off of that and I don't think he brings that to that team maybe PJ Walker can give him a spark that way who knows but I think on the Patriots side here it kind of up and down you talked about Mac Jones I think ultimately of all the quarterbacks in this league the young rookie quarterbacks in the league Mac Jones is the most polished yes he went to the most favorable situation when you're talking about the the culture and the identity of that New England franchise with Bill Belichick McDaniels on the other side putting him in position to make good make good decisions being coached up very well uh, but now think about this too Brady that Patriots offense just a few weeks ago all the outside of I think Andrews at the center position everybody was out and banged up aside from Trent Brown at the tackle position now that offensive line is back healthy and I think now this team is really confident if you look at their schedule Brady I mean it's pretty favorable right now to get there and compete for one of those spots in the uh, one of those playoff spots in the AFC and they still have the Bills twice not that this is a shoe in and you go handle yourself against the Bills they're going to face the Bills on the road in a couple weeks here but at least it's in front of them and they have the opportunity to control what's in front of them they they're at this point halfway through the season I'm not sure if we thought that's where the Patriots would be having to go to the rookie quarterback but so far so good with the Patriots being very efficient and numbers aside give me the Patriots all day any day over the Panthers and you can compare to the Jets or not we saw what happened to those Jets when they rolled into the Patriots they took it out on them and put a hat this is also the only game on the schedule this week where an underdog who won outright in the prior week has now been flipped to the role of road favorite. That situation certainly came back to bite the Cincinnati Bengals in week eight. I would actually not be surprised if the Panthers pulled the trick here in Charlotte on Sunday as well. It also plays into the situation here. Coach Bill Belichick, 9-12 and 12, straight up and against the spread in away games when coming off of a straight up underdog win, including one and four straight up and 0 and five against the spread as a favorite. The Patriots have lost in the stats in four out of their last five games. 
James, the Florida swing continues for the Buffalo Bills. They come off of a win over the Miami Dolphins, and they now go on the road to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars won their first game in 21 tries, beating the Dolphins in London. Then they came out of their bye last week, and they were hammered by the Seattle Seahawks. I made this line 14, and that's pretty much where it's been all week. It has ticked up to 14.5. I've even seen 15. I laid the wood with Buffalo last week, and I tell you what, James, I'm tempted to do it again. <laughs> May as well make that a halftime, that first half line for the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> what, what? Think about it, Brady. What would, if you look at the Jaguars outside of looking at the Bills saying, well, maybe this is, and, and it could be, this isn't going to be a, a high-level intensity game for the Buffalo Bills. They just had that last week being able to sweep uh, the, the divisional opponent there in Miami. And you know you're going to gr- get a great effort out of Miami in that game. Just the competitive pride for any team coming back from how they got handled early in the season when they got blown out. I think it was 35 to nothing. They got, they got rolled down in Miami, did the Dolphins. But here, I think for the Bills, they can name their score. The only thing that I would pause for concern with the Bills is a little banged up up front with some of the big fellas. So offensive tackle, uh, Brown is not going to play. Feliciano at the guard position, he is on injured reserve. And then they've lost tight end uh, Dawson Knox. He's not going to play in this game either. And Dawson Knox started to find his way. We've seen more teams playing a lot more zone. Number one, to take not, not allow the Bills to take the top off of the defense, but also have to stay in front and try to contain Josh Allen. You don't want to play a lot of man and let him just put his head down and take off running. Uh, but Dawson Knox was able to find a lot of plays in between the numbers and in those hash marks, finding some plays in the middle of the field for Josh Allen, especially in the red zone. He was really a big target for Josh Allen down there, not going to play there. So that would probably be my only pause for concern. But then I look on the other side and I look at the Jacksonville Jaguars and they can't stop anybody. The opposing quarterbacks so far this season have completed 74% of their passes against that defense for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Josh Allen has thrown six straight games of the TD pass. I mean, I think that continues. Maybe you look at this TD prop. It's sitting at two and a half passes. Juice, or juice to the under. It's plus 140 to go over. Can he get three TD passes against this team here with the Jacksonville Jaguars? Yeah, I think that's correlated obviously obviously to the spread here at laying 14, 14 and a half. I might be more inclined to take that and go with go with Josh Allen. I think he finds his touchdown touch. He's been doing it all season long. Gets three of them here against this porous Jacksonville defense. I tell you what, one of the few bright spots for the Jacksonville Jaguars has been running back James Robinson, and this is part of my handicap this week. He's listed as questionable, didn't practice all week, was limited in practice on Friday. I don't know if he's going to be able to go, and if you don't have him, I mean, how do the how do the Jacksonville Jaguars do anything? They can't do much anyway, but then if you lose him, that's a big blow as well. We've talked about it, James, the year of the haves and the have-nots. I, I think you can find spots where in this particular NFL season, you can lay the wood like 14 or 15 points. We talked about how Buffalo beats up on bad teams. 14 and 3 straight up, 10-6 and 1 against the spread when they take uh, take on teams with records below 500, including 8 and 1 straight up and 7-1 and 1 against the spread when they are on the road. We'll come back with our number 2 of the program. We'll talk to Derek Stevens and Jeffrey Benson get the consensus plays for the Circa contest right here on the Pro Football Blitz. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. So, should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? 
electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander. Or we could do something in between like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So Toyota is electrified diversified? Yup, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's Beyond Zero vision for the future. Exactly how much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.